Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, your trusted handler, welcoming you once again into the show. You know, I gotta say that I don't think there's anything more awesome than sitting around a table with a group of friends that you really enjoy spending time with playing an awesome game. You know, I I edited all five hours of this this extended campaign that we put together, A Victim of the Art. And I gotta say that as a voyeur or an, an audio voyeur of this show, I I could really see everything that went on, and I gotta say that it is a it's been pretty funny to listen to as well. And I hope that each and every one of you fellow slingers that are listening to the show are having a good time listening to it as well. And I encourage that if you are to please write into the show at roll the hard twenty podcast at gmail.com and check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I think at one point we were trying to get on Reddit. I'm, I don't know if it ever made it there or not. Uh, occasionally, I think I see something about us on there, but eh, whatever. Check us out on YouTube as well, Roll the Hard 20, where you've got our channel there. It's Stuff is not safe for work, but everybody's working from home, as I said previously. So rock on. Keep on listening that way if you want. Put it through your speakers, your Bluetooth speakers, your home audio. Listen to us loud. Um, all that being said, I... I can't help but feel that every time that we do sit down and play this game, we just have a, a huge blast. And I think that it really comes out that we all play up to the audience that we know so well, and that is you, each and every one of you. So don't think that you're ever far from our hearts because you are, are part of our hearts. I mean, it's fun to have stuff out there, but honestly, at the end of the day, we, we're doing all this for you. And I hope you see that. And if you ever want to help out the show, please, we have a Patreon page. I know I said it before. It's patreon.com slash rollthehard20podcast. For as little as a dollar, practically giving it away, you too can become a hard slinger of the show and, and really help us out. And none of that goes unappreciated. In fact, you get a shout out. We give away gold doubloons. We give away stickers and pictures and t-shirts as well. So check us out there. So, without any further delay, I want to uh, introduce part four of our victim of the art scenario where the agents actually discover a third body. And not just that, but they meet with Dr. Thornhill of the Coral Nomad team. Sorry, I had to look down and read that. Saying so many things. So, warm up your dice and top off your glass as Roll the Hard 20 Podcast presents A Victim of the Art, Part 4. Woohoo! Taught him that yet? No. Hard and soft master? No? All right. Shit. Anyways. What? <laughs> Your Cobra Kai, remember that? Did you ever see that? Yeah. Yeah, so. I love that. <laughs> oh, are we ready? We're ready. Let's do this. We're ready. He's <laughs> dead. It's <laughs> pretty good. Want to lead us in? There's the clip. There we go. <laughs> lead us in to do the intro. <laughs> Welcome back, Hard Slingers. This is your trusted agent. Actually, you don't trust me at all. I rub people the wrong way, but this is back to our episode of Victim of the Arts. 
That's right. Introduce the handler and other players. <laughs> I'll do oh. that. Well, I didn't want to get too far into uh, it. Yeah. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast, episode four of our Delta Green scenario of Victim of the Art. And with me, the hard slingers, hanging hard. Yeah, bring yeah. it! Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. I don't think those bottles are going to withstand another episode. Them warriors are going to come out to play. <laughs> so you guys had the uh, pleasure of meeting with the medical examiner, Dr. Santorini. He showed you the bodies, and uh, through tongue-in-cheek persuasion, you managed to get him to give you the copies of his files, as well as the copies and originals of the photographs and the blood sample, or the uh, under-the-fingernail samples that both of the bodies had. The goop. You guys went back to your, well, you went to a hotel at Motel 6, where you guys looked over some of the pictures, and you determined that it is true that these bodies look to have been dropped from a great height. You then uh, went to breakfast at Earl's in the morning, and your phone rang, thinking it was Agent Carson. It was not. It was actually Detective Hansen telling you that they did indeed find the body of Lauren Harrogate. He told you where to go. And that's where we will pick up now. So right. we're on our way. Yep. We're in the car, driving. Do we have him on the horn anymore or no? No, he's done. Okay. The doctor the other night said, do you suspect Hansen as one of the people? And while no, we grew up uh, watching movies. It always seems to be someone like that. So I'm going to keep a little extra eye on Hanson here. Yeah, good not idea. Uh, Not for any real reason other than why not. Yeah, I would agree. I don't have any reason to suspect him, but on the other Nor hand, I. we have nobody else. Nobody else. Well, that would be one hell of a long con, seeing as how he was the one that contacted Agent Carson. Mm-hmm. It would be. Maybe he's paying 4D chess. He's, putting, uh, he's alerting everybody to it so that no one suspects him. Sure. Why that not? would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that play out. All right, let's role play it. <laughs> let's role play this. <laughs> so the rising sun does little to lighten your somber mood in the car as you drive north up Milburn Avenue towards State Highway 31. You turn west and drive for another mile or so when you notice that the north side of the road, several cruisers with their lights trying to upstage the rising sun. Through the dirty windshield of your charger, you can see everyone looking up at something caught in the scaffolding of a large electric tower. You see Hansen, same dirty overcoat, gesturing to some of his, uh, his uniformed guards and pointing back across the road, across the highway, at a large gathering of people that are watching what the police are doing. You see that, uh, again, that one van with those two individuals from Phenomena X are there as well as many other Millers and looky loos, people that are probably pulled over just to see what's going on. They doing any kind of like setup screen to hide anything? Or well, I guess they it's really up can. In, it's it's, up it's in so thing. yeah, the body's so high up in the scaffolding see of if this they tower. Had a hot, hot air balloon, they could hang it down and <laughs> they could just crash it into it. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way. <laughs> so as you guys get out of the car, you hear Hanson say to somebody, "Well, yeah, I'm gonna need a." I'm going to need some kind of a report on this. Uh, I can't just not do this. Uh, figure out what the hell happened here and, and get back to me. And he looks and sees both of you. He says, uh, agents. Holy shit. 
Can you believe this? A helicopter found her this morning while making his rounds. Judging by the tower, I'm guessing she's probably at least 20 meters up. Hmm. She's in the tower? She is in the scaffolding of the electric tower. Now, when you say scaffolding, I'm, I'm thinking about the superstructure and one of those high-tension Yeah, you wires. know how they used to... Yeah. 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 Not, not, not like a power yeah, thing, but like yeah. the old style. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. you figured that the error of that word. We're all old. Radio so City. So for you guys listening, stuff. yeah, it's the tower that would look like a cross-hatched... Um, Cross hatch. Can you see that wire all the way around? Picture a pyramid, very very skinny. The very, Radio very tall. City Music Hall thing, right? That yeah, 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 that's yeah. fine. Okay, yeah, we, sure. I'm sure we'll all get those it. youngsters get it across will know to somebody who doesn't really give a fucking yeah. fast forwards past the last 20 seconds of this. It's like Got the it. Eiffel Tower with electricity. <laughs> a few minutes later, you notice that the medical examiner's wagon arrives, and you see Dr. Santorini get out. He looks up and then scratches his head and just. What the devil is happening in this town? Is the victim intact? She got her head in her spine, or is it just what's left? It's really difficult to tell from this distance. Whip out the friggin' scope on your rifle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, don't, does don't. anyone have any binoculars? Yeah. Uh, maybe one of the officers does. Okay. Okay. I'll... I'll Ask around real quick, and while you get information, the off, one of the officers, the one that's been called several times, mm-hmm. Phil, he hands you his. He's like, "Go right ahead, take a look at Phil, no, thanks. No. I'll take. You look a look. up, and you notice that the body does not have the head mm-hmm. or spine on it. Okay. Um, as it is, they're still trying to. They're milling about the idea of how they're going to get her down intact. Okay. While everyone's doing that, I want to sort of maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'll ask a. Ask Hanson. I'm not trying to take a thing. You know, with uh, Moretti, the head was found. Uh, I'll tell him, indeed, yes, the body is missing the head. With Moretti, the head was found 50 feet from him. Have you had any time to ask anyone to canvas the area and search for it? You know, I, I just got here myself. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's get a couple of unis together, and we're going to go. We'll just let's canvas the area while we mm-hmm. decide what we're going to do. And this helicopter pilot who found him, is, is he around? Uh, to talk to, I can have him come back. Uh, that would, be but he's not allowed to fly back overhead right now. That's so. fine. Just the fact that someone's flying a helicopter and bodies appear to be stuck from in areas that are up very high. Well, he, he is on a force though. Still, he was I'd just like to look, talk to okay. him. And, that'd be great. Okay. He looks at some of the other unis and says, "All right, uh, you know what we're going to do is we're all going to get shoulder length, shoulder length, shoulder, shoulder length, shoulder length." And I want us to, to canvas going from the highway out into the field. And so they start doing that that way. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you see a, a couple of the other guys start to engage the scaffolding with ropes and stuff and, and negotiate the, How high the height of it? it. Well, she's uh, 20 meters up. About 60 feet. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you figure it's probably don't they much have higher like, than that. Don't they have like those cherry picker things just that can. You know? I don't know if any. Well, yeah, they probably have some that go that tall. Well, but they want to get her out now. No, but I know. But th- usually there's uh, crews that do uh, storm repair damage, yeah. like trees and stuff, that they could get Lineman one down from the phone company or from yeah, the electric company. Exactly. I think there's someone yeah. like that that I'm sure that they could yeah. enlist. If Hanson, if you know any people here that can call you know, the linemen from the electric. Company, if it's important to get her out, you know post what. Haste. That's a good idea. Let me uh, let me get on the horn and see if I get one of those guys down here. Is there a uh, worry about 
electricity too? Does anything need to be shut down? Or? No, these, all these towers are defunct. We're starting to go underground cable at this point. Uh, it's just a matter of a, of a huge eyesore mm-hmm. on this this stupid looking field. But uh, yeah, any, let me see if I can get one of those trucks out here. Any issues with the uh, the, the reporter people? Tonorex or <laughs> sorry, Phenomenex? Phenomenex, yeah. You know they're gonna take pictures regardless if we want them to or not. Um, all I could do is just say, don't give them your best side. Don't give them any side. So about 30 minutes later, they do find her head missing the lower jaw. Mm. It's in the field. And another 30 minutes later, uh, they eventually get the body down with the assistance of one of those trucks. Mm-hmm. They lower the body down to the street. and Santorini comes up with a with his gurney, and they load her on, and he does a, a cursory inspection of her right there really quick, and he says, Agents, I hate to break it to you, but it looks like she's got some of the same stuff underneath her nails as well. Let's take a look at those. Yep. Yeah. Be my guest. And like with the other bodies, uh, we'll arrange to have her transported as well. Yeah, Dr. Santorini, we don't want to step on your feet, but we would love to arrange immediate uh, immediate transportation to an FBI laboratory to examine this well, body. Well, agents, that's not protocol. You know that anybody's got to come back through my office. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. we have later on tonight uh, the pickup of the other bodies you said that we would be able to pick up. We were hoping that maybe at the same time, after you've done your research, uh, we could... Well, I better get her back now, then. And he starts to load her into the wagon, closes the back door, and as, as he's doing this... Paulie, your phone begins to vibrate in your pocket. Okay, take it. Take it out. Answer it. I'll walk up to the car while he's uh, doing, like, holding off on the doctor driving away. Okay. Odessa? This is? This is Carson. Look, uh, something's come up, and I need to meet with both of you now. There's a truck stop north of Philadelphia. It's called Ashland's Truck Stop. It's about halfway between Glen Ridge and Quantico. Drop everything and get your asses here immediately. We're on After that, he doesn't wait. The line just immediately okay. goes dead. As he's talking to him, you're trying to do what with the oh, I was medical just gonna, wagon? I was just going to try to uh, make sure he doesn't... Li- I, I didn't know what the call was. Okay. Saying maybe to hold the guy, so I was just going to slow his procedure of uh, leaving. So it's like, oh, yes, you know, so we will be having... Uh, our agents come by later on. Will you be able to, uh, in time, be able to do your evaluation? Maybe we can arrange it for the next day. Uh, I will lock at least a couple of hours. A- but, Absolutely. Uh, definitely a- by tomorrow shouldn't be a agent problem. Agent Kimura, uh, I've received an urgent notification. We must be elsewhere immediately. Okay. Detective Thank Hansen, you, unfortunately, we've been called away for a brief period of time. Something's developed. Something requires our immediate attention. We will be back in touch. Is this something you. I should be aware of? We're going to find out. My supervisor Should I be going was, with you? Uh, no, I don't think so. Our supervisor was very sparse on the information, but we will be back. Does and, this have anything to do with my case? They're not pulling you guys away, are they? No, no they're sir. not pulling us away. No, and we're not taking this case over. So we are, we're going to leave this in your very capable yeah. hands, but we will be oh, back. Man, oh, man. I, I, well, you have our number if you need to call us. Yes. Do we have your number? I guess, I'm sorry, old, old timer here. He, Did he hand you a card and says, okay. Yeah, you, you can get in touch with me anytime you want it on this number. I'm, I'm good in, anytime, 24 hours a day. Look, I'm, uh, I'm going to follow Santorini back to his office, and uh, hopefully we can uh, 
get some more information on what's been going on. By the way, I uh, I had one of my guys pull some files on uh, on Hatbin and Marietti and uh, Moretti. Yeah, Moretti. Lovely dentist was. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Maybe you guys can find a connection between them. I I don't know. Um, Do you have those files with you? No, they're, they're back at the station, and uh, I told them that after they found uh, Harrogate's body to try to put something together with her as well. Maybe we could find something all together. Is it on the way? Is the police station on the way to where we're going? How well, where minutes? are you going? Yeah. Uh, we, we've gone back. We're going to go down towards Quantico. We have to meet with our supervisor. Oh, yeah, that's completely well, actually, the opposite direction. Well, we'll pick that up uh, when we come back. Yeah. And you can That'll call us fine. if there's I'll any... leave it with the desk clerk. Yeah. Okay. That'll work out wonderfully. Thank you, Detective. Okay, yeah. You've been enormously helpful. We'll make mention so, of that in our report. And then as we're once we're away, I'll go. We were told to come immediately. We it, were told it to come immediately. Doesn't matter what this guy has. Exactly. So we, as much as we want to solve this, right? That's not the job. Right. The information was for us to come immediately. Drop what we're doing. Yes. And go. So let's go. So you guys haul ass, and we yeah. have all the samples, and we have yep. all that. Yeah, we got everything in the car. You guys make it. Takes you about an hour and a half to get there and you pull into a large truck stop and you see trucks of all sizes and colors sporadically scattered throughout the facility but one vehicle seems out of place and it's a brown sedan with government plates as you guys pull close to it you see a male get out probably the guy you're here to see he gets out of his car and although you've never met him before you're fairly certain he is Carson but you're pretty certain that he normally doesn't look like this either man has just bedraggled look about him, dark circles under his eyes, wild look, and he, he's looking around nervously, and he's like, he comes up to you guys in the car and says, were you guys followed? No, we were not followed at all. Pleasure to meet you, Agent. Yeah, we'll dispense with the pleasantries later. I'll keep an eye out for that damn news van. Yeah, he sniffs his nose and rubs the nape of his neck and says, look, I haven't spoken with Heisenberg, but I think we might have a mole in the Bureau. I don't know how familiar you are with an entity known as March Technologies. They occasionally work in a tandem with Delta Green on certain research projects, if you know what I mean. Are we familiar with them? We roll? You can. What would we do? Make a... Uh, history check? History? Yeah. Make a history check. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, 40%. No. Oh, cool. It's going to get it. 26, I've heard of them. You have. Nerd. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. And you know that uh, basically they they get involved with projects that are of the unnatural sort, and they like to do uh, reverse research on certain things, if you know what I mean. (laughs) He says, uh, and it looks like somehow they, they caught wind of what's going on in Glenridge. Most likely it's because of the medical examiner's sample of the polymer he sent for further analysis. Honestly, I don't know where that sample ended up. I never saw it, but I know that it was on its way, and that was what flagged this, and I, that's how, why I spoke to Heisenberg about this. Anyways, the result is, well, within the next 24 hours, a coral nomad team is going to arrive on site and collect whatever or whoever is responsible for the deaths of these people. And it would seem that someone at the top wants to study this thing. Most likely, the research they glean from it will help them in weaponizing it for some kind of a profit. 
he hesitates for a moment, and then he, he looks at both of you and he says, you know, i got to ask, how do you feel about this kind of uh, research? I don't know anything about it. I don't know this organization you're talking about. I'm familiar with the organization. Some of the research they've done has been um, productive, especially on our end, help us out, help us out against what we're facing. But um, What's the problem? He says, listen, these coral nomads, they're, they're real tough hombres. And I advise you to not get into a confrontation with them. You need to try to minimize any type of information they seek about whatever is happening in Glenridge. We want to keep information from them? I advise it. So they have a way of tying up loose ends, and uh, we don't want to be considered a loose end. Well, we have... Yeah, we've the gathered samples, information. We got everything. What's to stop us from letting these guys just clean it all up? Well, they're not going to clean it up. It sounds. That's our job. Make a human check. The human int. Uh, Fifty. Cool. Thirty-one. I made it. I made shit. Holy, <laughs> because you are aware of what March Technologies represents, you can immediately tell that Carson detests what they stand for. But he's loath to say so. Mm-hmm. In fact, he he feels very worried about his his own safety at this point. So he's not sure because of how you guys responded to how you feel about them that he doesn't want to overstep the way he feels about it. But he's just trying to look out for not just his own ass, but your guys' ass as well. And he's like, look, the only thing I could suggest is that uh, try not to get in their way and do not confront these people the wrong way they'll have no problem taking you down understood understood so okay. we have this extra we have these these uh, samples the photos a lot do you want yeah. that now he looks around he's like you know back your car up to my car let's is it in your trunk i'm assuming or where's this shit yes, at? it is yeah. all right let's let's make the switch let's get the stuff in my car why couldn't you just have told us this on the phone i cannot take the chance of running the risk that any type of cell device or even a landline isn't being tapped i mean we're talking about uh, a infrastructure that was able to circumvent any of our security and know enough to send an entire team out to Glenridge without ever being told i mean how did they get the samples they were supposed to wind up at quantico's laboratories for further investigation well, I mean, we two we'll of give us. give you what we have, yeah. Yeah, two of us are very uh, untrained, and we were able to manage to get everything. So if they're higher trained than we are, I assume that yeah, it's easy. Yeah, but you were sent to Glenridge, intentionally sent to Glenridge, because Detective Hansen contacted me wanting help. The Coral Nomad, March Technologies, were never in the loop to begin with. So somehow so they somehow learned not, this yeah. information. That's what I'm saying. I think we There's have a, a mole. Great. Got a well, leak it's somewhere. either you or Heisenberg. You're the only two we've really talked to. So I can't. we can't well, help you. How well do you know Heisenberg? We've met him three times. That's three more than I've met him. Let's Anyways, him I'm just stuff. saying. Yeah, we get it. We'll give you our stuff that we've collected, and if we're contacted by this organization, we won't say much of anything. Yeah, and while we're at it... Oh, who is coming by to collect the, f- the bodies? We, we told uh, Dr. Santorini, Santorini that, these w- uh, that someone from our agency would be coming to collect the bodies. I've got two agents en route. 
They'll right. be there by this afternoon. And there'll be another one Wait, later. There's a third body there that he was reluctant to part with. So there was a third victim. There I asked a, you that already. There At that was time, last we didn't night. know. Yeah, we had this new victim this Holy morning. Holy fuck. A third victim already? Correct. And we have people to... You're going to send people to pick them up, so... We've Should I just leave them stationed there? I mean, we're going to have bodies all week long? What the fuck? It's we're supposed to get on top of Why this. are you asking us? I don't... Well, I just assumed that Heisenberg knew, you know, that We've collected are, everything so far, oh my including God. this oh new God. body. Okay, let me just take the samples. Let me Let me just... I got to get out of here, man. I, I, I'm sorry. Listen, don't don't contact me unless, unless, it's, in, unless it's imperative. Did I, you get anything from the flight paths from the airport? Yeah, there was no private charted planes or anything. The only thing that has any type of, uh, of authorization to go over private territory like that is from the police department's personal, their their company helicopter. Did you... The guy who found the stuff today, right. the guy who found the body today mm-hmm. was the helicopter and he was with the agency. So yeah. he may be our guy. Yeah. Well, he's the strongest lead we have. Did you get any inf- Did you get any information from the uh, the foreman at the school that we asked you to get information on? I don't know what you're talking about. What, what did you ask? No, I was just checking to see uh, if you were who you say you are. Whatever. <laughs> okay, agents. Um, don't make us look bad, I guess, you know. No, we won't. <laughs> Safe drive back. Let's get back up to, uh, let's, pl- let's get active up to Langston. Where the fuck the place is? What's the name of this stupid city? Glenridge still. Glenridge, God bless America. Glenridge. All right, so the strongest lead we've got now is the helicopter pilot. Real but here's quick, the problem. Uh, how could he throw a body out when he's flying the, the aircraft? How could possibly no one else could be up there with him? Unless we have <laughs> two of them. I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, that, one thing yeah. I'd like to do is let us uh, put together our, our rifle while we're at it. Just uh, have that handy. Okay, let's do that. You know, but yes, I, if we'll ha- I'll we're have, supposed um, to talk to the pilot. Uh, we'll have each drive and I'll have the rifle ready. Okay. So you've handed off the, the material to Carson. Yes. Mm-hmm. He takes off and goes, you're assuming, back in the direction he came from. Good. You guys are, once again, back en route yeah. to Glenridge. Yeah, we want to talk to that uh, helicopter pilot we had asked yeah. uh, Hanson to call back in. Uh, Polly will call Hanson and see if the pilot's available. Okay. This is, this is Detective Hanson. Hanson, this is Polly Adesso. Just... Checking with me, with you. We're on our way back. We've met with our supervisor. Oh yeah, Agent Adesso. Um, where where'd you guys go? We had to meet with our. Uh, we met with our agent. Our excuse me, our supervisor who told us there was no other aircraft in the air except a police aircraft. So now we're really interested in talking to your pilot. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I. Do you suspect him? Well, at this point, he's the only person that had access to the aircraft. He was the only aircraft in the area, and the bodies all appear to be dropped from a great height. Coupled with that, being since he found the body this morning, he's our strongest person that we need to talk to. He's definitely a person of interest. He may not have anything to do with it, just other than being in the wrong place at the wrong time, but he's definitely a person of interest. Or who may have access to the helicopter besides him. Yeah. Yes, he may be able to give us that information. All right, well, I'll... I'll, uh... Don't let him know why we want to talk. No, no, I'll, I'll get Officer Miller to uh, to stay close, to stay grounded for a while, keep him close to the to the station. Then, yeah, I'm sure there's nothing to worry about. God, 
damn it. I can't believe it. Okay. How well do you know this guy? I've known him for seven years. Has he always been stable and reliable? Yeah, he's married, got two kids. Any he flies every day from, from seven to, to the end of his shift, comes in on overtime when he needs when we need him to. Any indications he's been a little off? No, I mean, other than a little shook up to have found the Harrogate body, but I mean, who wouldn't be? Yeah, well, he may be in the clear. We just got to find out. Right now, he's our only potential suspect. Would, uh, do you have happened to heard anything about how uh, Mrs. Uh, Harrogate's doing, Sandra? I haven't been up to Swansea Institute to, to talk to her. I've talked to the doctors, and they say she's still catatonic, though, that she's, that she's not coming out of whatever's going on. So, you know, uh, I was able to get the, uh, some background on, on the Harrogate family as well, though. I'll have all those files next to the uh, Moretti file and the, the Hatvin file. And they'll be ready for you at the, uh, the front desk. Sounds great. We'll see you shortly. You know, agents, I just want to say thanks again for everything you do. And I, I know that, uh, that this is a lot. And I'm sorry if, if a lot's being shouldered on you guys, but uh, it doesn't go unappreciated. No, you guys have been a great help. You, yep. you know these people. You know the town. We're just open to lend a little bit extra uh, uh, investigative uh, practices to your investigation. So you guys finish their drive, make it back in. Well, I tell Polly. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm Polly. Polly tells each of my No, own. I'm I'm Polly. Yeah, there you go. You're each. <laughs> each. I have a strong suspicion that the Harrogate girl was killed in the bedroom, that whatever was there pulled off her head, which is why we're getting that spray all over the wall, and then took the body with her. So I'm thinking her spine is missing too, so yeah, her that, head and spine pulled off in front of her splat. mother. Yeah, which is why we got that blood sprayed all over the interior of the room. And the mother witnesses this happening, freaks out, goes into this catatonic state. And the problem is, how did it happen? If there was any indication of a helicopter being around, everyone, everyone around would have heard it. That's not a quiet thing. And how would the pilot of the helicopter get inside the bedroom, irrespective of the force used, and still pilot the aircraft? Well, I don't think they would... If this is the the path we're taking, I doubt he flew the helicopter to the house. I probably he broke into the house, and then later took the body to the helicopter and flew it. And I'm no pilot, but can't helicopters fly or hover in midair without a pilot? I'm not sure. I think I saw it on the A team. So you know it's real. Oh, I pity fools that don't believe the A team. <laughs> Well, there's got to be something. It's got to be some kind of external anything. This gray polymer substance doesn't seem to be a part of anything that we've seen so far. So let's take a look at that aircraft when we see this guy, and let's just be a little copacetic and a little more alert. What are we missing? We We're missing something obvious. Is what we I'm haven't talked to the TV reporters mm -hmm. or the the phenomenax. Mm -hmm. We uh, haven't talked to the helicopter pilot. We're going to talk to we haven't now. talked to the doctor that prescribed the medication to uh, Sandra Harrogate. Mm -hmm. We haven't heard back yet uh, if uh, Dr. Moretti, Vanessa Harvan, and Sarah had a same psychiatrist or perhaps Lauren uh, saw a psychiatrist. As well. We also haven't been to the crime scenes. The only one we've been to is the third one here. But we've only been here a day, mm -hmm. day and a half. 
Pretty so, good timing. Yeah. <laughs> We've done a lot. We've done a lot. So <laughs> feels like only four hours. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we boogie on back and grab all the files that they have at the police station. Is that officer pilot there to, for us to speak with? Okay. So as you enter the police department, you walk inside and you see uh, Detective Hansen. He hands you the three separate folders and he says, Hey, here you go, agents. Uh, I have Officer Miller. He's in one of the. Uh, the offices. I didn't want to put them in a detaining room because Absolutely I don't want not. it to look like this is something that it's not. Uh, mm-hmm. He's in actually my office. If you uh, want to go down, it's the third door on the right. Okay, we'll do that. So you make your way down, third door on the right. You open it up and you see this this really big ebony man sitting in this chair, shaved head, got a like a watch cap on his knee and he looks up and he says the fuck is this about Mr. Miller yes hello uh, yes we heard, heard you were the one that found the body it's goddamn right the fuck's this all about are you used to seeing something like that that can be quite shocking who the fuck is used to seeing a body 60 feet up in the sky caught in a tower with no fucking head seem to have a little bit of an attitude right uh, now you're goddamn right I do I know exactly why I'm in here why is Answer- that Hanson didn't have to tell me. I got two feds coming in here, questioning me. Obviously, all these bodies are found burned into the ground or someplace like that. Well, we only asked you because you're the helicopter pilot that found the body of uh, Lauren okay. Harrogate. So that's it's, why we wanted to talk to you. It's tragic either way about it. I know. I, I'm not trying to say it's not. There's no maybe, ar- maybe artillery we got off on the wrong here. Foot. Yes. Let me know how I can help I'm you. I'm Agent agents. Kimura. This is Agent. Odessa. I'm James. All James, right, James Miller. Pleasure to meet you. Good to meet both of you. Look, uh, sorry, everybody's on edge. Everybody's a suspect. I've suspected all kinds of people. I'm sure that I'm being, the rounds are being made that I'm a suspect as well. No, we really need to just talk to you. Like, how, what, uh, what time was it when you saw the body this morning? About 8.30 in the morning. And when do you normally start your shift? Like- 7 o'clock. So I was told by Detective Hansen that he wanted me to start searching grids, looking for high places where any, unfortunately, any body might be hung up. Did you fly by this area last night at the end of your shift and, there, and it was clear? Well, my shift ended last night at 5 o'clock. Oh, okay. So, uh, but did you happen to pass by this area and see that the body wasn't there at that time? I'm, I'm curious to no, see when I, the body was placed there. I mostly patrol Peconic Bay mm-hmm. and the other portions of uh, Glenridge, the, the community aspect mm-hmm. of it especially with everybody now on a heightened sense of awareness. Uh, but I had no reason to go outside of the main community. Mm-hmm. Are there any other pilots in the area that you would know that might oh, be able to... I'm the only one. I do it mm-hmm. all. I do what patrol about, in traffic. What ab- I mean more of a civilian. Catch me outside. <laughs> I like uh, civilians. Uh, this seems like a nice upscale area, and you know how these rich people are with their toys. Well, the only toys they're allowed to have are on Peconic Bay, mm-hmm. such as... Uh, Hot air balloon? Uh, no hot air balloons. Okay. No, you gotta you gotta have a license for that here, and they don't give it out. Mm. So, is there any way for a anything helicopter to, to hover with the pilot absent? Not unless you're hanging on to the cyclic in the uh, the uh, other stick. But <laughs> <laughs> cyclic in control. What is, is it? Controller, right? Yeah, cyclic yeah. in control. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you guys are all a bunch of nerds and all this stuff. I mean, you could you can auto rotate, but uh, I, I know where you're going with this agent. There's it's just not feasible without losing control of the helicopter. I mean, 
Aside from the fact that she was found in the tower, there are still wires coming off those towers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it would be too dangerous for anybody to, to be piloting around at night and then just let go of the cyclic and control at the same time. And you get caught up in them wires, you might as well wind yourself up in that fucking tower. Now, I get it. I just, it's the only explanation that we may have in this instance that something happened from a great height. Did anybody else have access to your helicopter? Mm, other than uh, Detective Hansen. But I turn the key in every night. No, I signed for the, for the hour sheet. Has there been a discrepancy? Never. Not since I've been flying that thing. And it only flies on the weekdays, unless they need me on the weekends. How long have you been working for the department? Seven years. I got nothing else each. Uh, well, I was going to go get a coffee. Do you want a coffee? Do you guys want a coffee? Coffee be excellent. I haven't slept for shit. Yeah, me neither. I don't do caffeine. All right. But thank you, Tea, Joe. hot water, chamomile. I'll do a, a juice. Okay. Cleanse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there. I'm gonna, when I leave, I'm just going to leave the door open. Okay. Um, I want to walk out there and, you know, get the coffee and all that. And I want to see specifically if Hansen is watching what's going on in there. Okay. And then now that the door's open and he can see the guy in there. Um, okay. You know, establishing kind of that, yeah, you know, see if... Okay. He sees us getting chummy with him as a concern to Hanson. Okay, as you go out of the office and you make love down the hallway, you see that it opens onto the bullpen again, mm-hmm. and you see Hanson's talking with a, one of the officers mm-hmm. and whatnot. And he just kind of looks up at you. Thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. And he sees that you left the door open, mm-hmm. and he sees you getting some coffee or whatever, mm-hmm. and he goes. Okay. Okay. No, no, he, he waves you off as you offer him a cup of coffee. No, no, uh, that's okay. Thank you, Agent. Uh, I, I'm trying to go over some more of the stuff here. And, and then as he announces you, you hear from the front desk, one of the officers looks up and says, oh, Agent! I'll look you, up. You look over and you see the officer at the front desk, and he, he's trying to get your attention. Okay. I, I got something for you, Agent. I'm sorry, I, I don't know your name. It's okay. I'll be right there. I'll start walking over. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll, uh, is it on the way to hand him the coffee? No, it's actually the, the other way. Like you go past the desk and then into the bullpen and then the hallways that go off from the bullpen. Okay. So you'd have to go leave the okay. bullpen and go get him, go get Odessa. Okay, Odessa. I'll just say, can he hear me, your shot? Sure, if you want. You left okay. the door open. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Odessa, come here real quick. Yeah. Excuse me, Pilot Miller. Or Officer Miller. <laughs> What's up, man? Yeah, uh, getting called up front. All right, let's go see what's up, because this seems to be a Phillips, dead end. thanks so much for your time. It's Miller, but thanks. Sorry, Miller. Let's start again. No, I know, we all look alike, right? Phillips <laughs> and Miller. Oh, was man. Phillips black? Who? No, he's white, dude. <laughs> it's a gingy. <laughs> all you cops look alike. So, uh, God hey, uh, damn. Uh, Odessa. <laughs> yeah. We have someone out front uh, looking for some agents. Let's go talk to him. You see the... Um, the desk officer looks at you. He's like, "Yeah, so, I'm sorry, uh, agents. I, I don't know Kimura. your name." Ichi, nice to hey, meet you. Nice to meet you, Tommy. 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 Mm. Polly Adesso. I know Polly. Anyways, hey, uh, I'm sorry for the interruption. I, I got a message left by uh, some Lieutenant Gilberto Smith for you, for oh. both of you. Okay. Uh, Is there maybe, a number? Uh, you know, I I just wrote it down. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's all in here. There's a. 
some he wrote he had me write down an address and time. Uh, I can tell you where the place is though. It's it's uh, Myrtle's Diner. It's it's a couple blocks away. Uh, there you go. I don't. I don't Any need recommendations? Fried Myrtle's. chicken's always good. There we mm. go. <laughs> As you open up the paper, you see that it says the address of of Myrtle's Diner, and it says three thirty, which is literally about three minutes from now. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go. Time enough to get there. You could probably make it there. Okay. You could even run if you wanted to. Let's do it. Let's drive. Yeah, let's drive. Oh, we on the way out, we grab all the files that they have for us at the front desk. Okay, you see that mm-hmm. there are three uh, folders. folders. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to be without the car. Yeah. That has our friend in it. Yeah. We have a friend in it? Oh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you guys make it to the diner. Mm-hmm. You see that uh, the parking lot's pretty sparse. See there's a van off to the side. Not the same van of Phenomenex. You enter the diner and you notice uh, there's a, a few diners that are seated. People drinking what appears to be coffee, talking and everything. And I want everybody to make an alertness check. Everybody. Both of you make an alertness <laughs> All of you. All of us? <laughs> All both of you. 20. God. Three. 23. Nope. And the alertness is 21. So I missed it by 2%. So since we're getting toward the end Do here, it. I'm going to use it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Cashing in the gold I'm going to use mine just to make my failure less uh, yeah. hurtful. I missed <laughs> it by one or two percentage points, so fuck. As you enter, you notice that with the exception of the one table in the rear, all the other, all the other tables that are occupied are occupied by men. Except paired, the one in the on, rear? Except for the one in the rear, which has a woman in the back. You see that a man in the booth that's closest to the door rises up and with an open hand gestures towards the back table where a black-haired woman of North Indian descent appears to be seated. She looks about 40 years old. And from the back, back there, she says, Agents! And she gestures towards you and to the two chairs that are uh, in front of her. Do you think she means us? Could be somebody else. Oh, <laughs> agents, please come back here for a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll look to the uh, if there's a is there a waitress or anything behind? No, there's no. nobody. Uh, there's nobody even manning the counter. It's just all there's these men. As you count them, you notice there are eleven men. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyone here can get us a coffee. The guy that that was pointing towards you, he's like, "I'll get you a coffee for you." Thanks. Let's go talk to Doctor Thornhill. Okay. Just black, please. No problem. What about you? Hey, Tiny. Yeah, I'm fine. I don't need any coffee. As you guys make your way through the diner, you notice that as you pass these pairs of men that they're all wearing loose fatting, loose fatting, loose fitting <laughs> jackets with, with weapons. Yeah, and they all shoulder. got hats on. Yeah, they got shoulder <laughs> rigs and, and stuff. They got fucking te- Kevlar helmets and shit. <laughs> As you guys draw near, she actually stands up and extends a hand to shake your hands, and she says, it's okay, boys. These two agents are going to be good. Right, agents? I don't, have, I don't have to worry about anything. I'm only going to be bad if you want me to. Well, you're cheeky. I like that. <laughs> Please have a seat. I, I'd like to go over a few things with you. Uh, allow me, first of all, to introduce myself. I am Rebecca Kerr Thornhill, the resident physicist from the program's Office of Research, and uh, I believe you and I are 
hunting the same quarry here in Glenridge. I'm looking to stop a killer. Aren't we all? Uh, that man who greeted you at the door, uh, that's First Lieutenant Gilberto Smith, and the other ten men that you see enjoying the cups of America's finest Joe are all members of my Coral Nomad team. Have you heard of the Coral Nomad team, by the way? I am unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. Polly didn't say anything. Well, we're the ones who go out and capture the boogeyman when uh, he likes to slip from shadow to shadow. And that's what we're doing right now in Glenridge. We're here to catch the boogeyman. Any leads? We're getting warm. What did Heisenberg inform you with? Not sure you're what you're talking about. Heisenberg? Yeah. He didn't send you two out here? We're here with the FBI. Oh, yes, that's right. You're agents. Exactly. Yeah. See, you know. Let's try it a different way. Let's suppose the agency sent you here and sent me here, too. And uh, let's suppose my orders are to take possession of the specimen that's causing the death toll here to rise. I hope you do. There's three people dead. One of them was a girl. Young one. You still with me, agents? Yes. Good. Now, let's suppose that I need your help because First Lieutenant Gilberto Smith here and the rest of his PJs are not cleared for the program's work. Like you and I are, they're only cleared to keep strangers away from it. And like you, my alpha protocol is to procure assets on site, and that's where you agents come in. What assets? You will be the assets. I need your help. My men are not assets. We don't do this kind of (laughs) rack. All right, what do you need us to do? Well, as agents of the program, I'm enlisting your services. I need for you to neutralize the specimen and collect the remains. Where is the specimen and what is it? As best as we can tell, it's something of the unnatural state. Other than that, I don't know. But I do have specific instructions for once the specimen is taken down. We have a... I need it to be placed in a heavy, opaque bag and then put that bag in another bag and then thermally seal it and then put it in a large aluminum casket to be ready for pickup and transportation. That's all I need for you two to do, is take it down. Well, why would you need us? You have 11 men here, all packing heavier than we got. Because... They're not cleared for it. Thank you, agent. Cleared cleared for what? We're after a killer right now. That's all we're looking at. Well, I I appreciate you pointing out how capable my uh, pararescue jumpers are, but... uh, no, they're, they're not signed on for this work. They are to provide security, not containment of the specimen. Okay. And unlike you, gentlemen, they have never seen the unnatural before. And if they were, it's highly probable that they would start shooting anything and everything, regardless, friend or foe. That sounds like my friend Polly here. <laughs> Shh, we don't talk about that. 
Yeah, look, I don't know what you're getting at. We're, we're, we're trying to help out these people find some killer. If you happen to know any information as to when the specimen would be, we would love to know. Yeah, I mean, if you know where this, this person is, we'll take this, this person out if we can't catch him alive. I think we three know that it's not a person doing this. Um, I don't know nothing yet. Well, I have my instructions, and I was informed that your instructions were to cooperate with us. Um, am I wrong in understanding that? No, you're not wrong, and we are cooperating. Just let us know what you know, and we'll get these thermal bag, or we'll get these bags together for you. They're already in the trunk of your car right now, gentlemen, right next to that case you have back there. Great. So, uh, I'll tell you what. Please do me the favor and keep yourselves available. Try not to leave Glenridge you have our before number. we have this. Yes. And uh, I'm going to need uh, to say goodbye at this point. I haven't even had my coffee yet. Oh, we'll keep it warm for you. So, okay, real quick. Wait, aren't we supposed to not cooperate with these people? He said, "Don't get in their way." He said that they're they're not working cross purposes, but he doesn't like what they do. Carson didn't like what they did and what they represented, but they are part of Delta Green. So, yeah, okay. yeah, because I thought this was I thought we were not supposed to cooperate and don't but give at them any information. Point, this, this is totally what what gives both of you your own agency mm-hmm. because. Now you're starting to see different factions in play here. So it's how, however you guys So I've been make playing play. coy and not trying to help at all, still towing the line of being an FBI agent, even though I know she knows I'm not that. Yeah. Well, my Basically. thought is we want to stop <laughs> this creature from killing people. Yeah. Therefore, if she helps us get that done, I'm all for but it. But we're not giving her the bodies and all that, are we? No, those went with Carson. No, no. This When we kill this when thing. When we kill this thing... That sounded like uh, Carson didn't want us to let them get any of this stuff. Am I am I reading this wrong? No, that's that's how he felt. He was he he held uh, March Technologies in disdain. Okay, he didn't agree. Like uh, you didn't care either way uh, when he asked you. Yeah, I didn't know but about him. I, I think don't. that Paulie had made the uh, made the check that he knew what March Technologies. Was and what they stood for, and based on the his his facial features mm-hmm. and his demeanor, he didn't want anything to do with March Technologies at all. Yeah, but that's not to say they're bad. That's not to say they're working cross purposes to Delta Green. We're just a different faction on the same side. From Polly's perspective, we were here to get. We're here to do a mission. Mission is to stop this thing and collect all the evidence and make it seem like it never happened. If she's a, a link in the chain that can help us do that, and I don't know enough to make a decision on a, whose side I should be on, I'm not going to make that call. Right. Uh, unless you got a better feel for it, because no, I just know, we're, we're working. No, we're working together as a team, so we should have this discussion as part of the game. I'm going to leave this in, by the way. Okay. Okay. No, that's fine. I because a lot of this stuff is really important. I, I'll yeah. edit out some of the stuff. Like, if, was I role, right was mm-hmm. my role playing off then? Like, should I have been more like willing to work? No. Okay. Because I tried to keep it just. Play it however you want to play it, how, however Ichimaru would play it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's standoffish or if he's like, yeah, I think we should get this thing, we should mm-hmm. help, or, you know, what's our end of it, however you played it, you know, that's well, how you should with, play it. With people like, that I try to meet with, like, in the world, like, if they're 
I try to overcome, like if they're being nice, I try to be mirror exactly what yeah. they're doing. She's coming at me all hard, so I've been kind of coming at her. She's a coming bit. at you clinical. Yeah, and like, I've been coming at her at the opposite of. It's almost like one of those haughty people you know, who just sips the tea and basically says, yeah. This is what you're going to do, and you're now part of the umbrella of what I rule. And that's know, why like, I've been trying to be a yeah. little bit more uh, dissing that and, you know, hey, yeah, call me again, you know, like that kind of shit. Like I'm trying to use that play. So. It so, throws her off her game, or or it doesn't let her know that I'm scared of their organization because they got eleven armed dudes there. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys leave the diner, go back to your car. Each, what do you want to do with this? My feeling is I'm not taking sides within the, the agency. I mean, we're we're here to do a job. If she can help us do the job, and if it stops who's killing someone, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, but I'm also not going to be uh, forced into doing something with people I don't know. Yeah, we don't know her. Uh, I just don't see that her purpose is cross-purpose to ours. Carson seemed to not like them at all. Yeah, but that seemed to be more of his personal opinion than anything uh, irrespective of what was going on. I don't think he agreed with their methods. In this particular instance, once we find out whatever's doing the killing and we eliminate it, they want the remains as long as they make it disappear. That's in line with what our mission was, to collect the evidence and make it look like this never happened. So I, I don't know. We've only worked with the agency three times. Maybe you've worked with them another couple times, but that's not what you've told me. So I don't want to start declaring sides and factions. You know, I want to get this done and make the world safe for everybody. Yeah, but uh, our original mission is to, with uh, with our friend, you know, the man who got us the opera tickets. Right. <laughs> Are you... Um... On your way out to the car, right? Yeah. Okay. We'll check the trunk, too, and see if the, all the stuff's in there that they said. You pop the trunk. You see that there is a large aluminum box. takes up the entire uh, trunk, actually. And next to it are two smaller bags that say hazmat suit on them. Mm-hmm. And that's all you see in the trunk. Well, you want to get those? You want to keep the suits in there? Yeah, we'll keep or, everything in the, okay. in the trunk for now. Nothing's in the box? In the aluminum box? You open the box? Yeah. You see that there are the two uh, heavy-duty bags that she had mentioned that were uh, could be thermally sealed, that she wanted you to put it in one bag and seal it, and mm-hmm. put it in another bag, seal it, put it in the, in the mm-hmm. aluminum casket as well. So. so are we then looking at, since this thing needs to be triple-sealed, are we going to be wearing these hazmat suits when we confront it? Probably not. We'll probably help wear them when we're disposing of it. Another thing, she knew Heisenberg sent us. She knew how to contact us, and the only other person she talked to was Heisenberg. So it sounds like... She didn't say she talked to Heisenberg, did she? She mentioned him by name. She could have got... Yeah, she may know who he is, but she could have got the number from fucking uh, Hanson. Hanson wouldn't have given it to her, neither would have got Carson. Carson. Could have, but I doubt it. Carson didn't sound like he wants to cooperate with him at all. I don't know. Stay out of their way. Yeah. And, and uh, he didn't like what they did. So I'm thinking he didn't help them with any information. So this sounds like it's part and parcel of what Heisenberg wants us to do. Maybe he's on their side or he's with their faction. I don't know. But Well, let's let's figure out what we can do to stop this thing, and then we can figure out who gets the fucking body parts. Yeah. Or maybe it'll be destroyed and we don't turn over anybody. Yeah, or maybe it takes us out and we're all done with all this. It could be that too. <laughs> so you guys close the trunk. Yeah. Go to go back into the car. You notice that in the back seat is your... 
case that has the rifle mm-hmm. or had the rifle they just took it out through the back seat fuck it you know yeah. make room let's, for that. let's check that too make sure it's uh, firing uh, not don't fire it off but make sure that it's <laughs> it's all intact <laughs> yeah don't nod at me and open the van door make sure someone didn't <laughs> make sure someone didn't swap out the firing pins because they always do yeah or put in uh, blanks yeah <laughs> no it looks fully functional okay fully loaded like they didn't fuck with it you guys get where back in the to car now? where you guys want to go I don't know where we're going. She gave us absolutely no leads to go anywhere. She didn't help us whatsoever. Do we uh, want to call Carson? I say don't we think met. He knows say anything. we no. Do you want to let him know that we met with her? Nah, I, I don't think so. Besides, his last instruction to us was only call him in an emergency, and there isn't one. <laughs> well, we did kind of just meet with the people he warned us about. Yeah, but doesn't that really constitute emergency, though? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean. While we're driving back, we could look at the files. Yeah, let's do that. I'll drive. You, you're better at the files than I am. All right. <laughs> Lord of the files. Lord of the files. Mm-hmm. All right. Polly looks through the files. Okay. So you look at, mm-hmm. you know, comparing all three of them together, and you notice where they each lived. The dentist worked where Hatfin worked. You know where Laura Harrogate lived and where she went to school, which ironically is the same place that Hatfin worked. And as you look through that, that's sort of a connection. And then as you look through other things like utilities, you see their phone bills and you notice that uh, Dr. Moretti's phone and Laura Harrogate's phone were both called by the same number days apart. Does it say uh, you recognize the number from the files anywhere else? No, it doesn't look like it, it didn't call Hat then. But you could tell that both Moretti and Harrogate received a call from the same number, but on different days. Cops didn't see this? No, they just, they didn't know to look for Harrogate's file because she was just found earlier that morning. Well, maybe, uh, what do you say we call it? Well, I I think what we should do is probably ask uh, Hanson if we can have someone trace where these lines are to. Instead of of calling it and warning the person, we find out who's calling it and go confront that person. Unless it's Hanson, like I had said earlier. <laughs> well, if we call that person... I don't know. If yeah. we find out who it is first, and then we go... Uh, well, we could always call, and none of the guys of, yeah, yeah, Domino's Pizza. Sorry, you ordered a large pepperoni. I can't read your address. <laughs> what do you want to do with this uh, information? I, uh, I, would, I think we would run it through the police, wouldn't we? Because oh, they could. would know where it's from. We could run it through the police unless the police are the problem. And then by asking them to run it, we've alerted them. But, I mean, it could go either way. It's a toss of a coin. Let's roll for it. Let's roll a hard 20. Oh, yeah, the hard okay. 20. What are we rolling for? Uh, minus to go with the police and ask them. I'm going to say we call the number. I got a 19. You got a 4. All right, we call the number. All right, let's go blow it. <laughs> could have gone the other way. All right, so we call right. the number. Okay. Rings a few times, and you hear a woman pick up the phone. Dangler's residence. Hi, you guys ordered a pizza? I can't read the address on the delivery. Can you tell us your address, please? A pizza? Yes. I didn't know. Hold on a second. Thomas? Thomas, did you order a pizza? You hear this? No, Mom, I didn't order no stupid pizza. I'm sorry, you must have the wrong address. I may have written down the phone number wrong. I got it from dispatch incorrect. I'm sorry. Uh, you said your name was Tengler? Dengler, yes. This is the Dengler, Dengler residence. Dengler, thank you. I'm sorry. 
Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. Uh, could you just mean one thing so I can explain to, uh, to my dispatch that I didn't drop it off? Could you just give me your address? I'm not going to do that. This, not a this problem, doesn't ma'am. sound right. Hi, I'm a prince from Africa. <laughs> you can I'm help me return money. my million dollars. <laughs> she just hangs up at that point. Okay. Oh Dangler. Said it's Dangler residence. Two people there, husband and wife. I don't think it, they have it. Sounds like. Well, it did sound like no mom, though I wasn't listening on the phone. Uh-huh. Tommy enjoyed a pizza. No mom. <laughs> okay. Tommy. Tommy. Sorry, I missed Tom. I missed the husband. Thomas. Tommy Dangler. Tomas. All right, let's, let's ask. Uh, Pick up the phone. Call Hanson. Hanson. Call him. Hey, yeah, Agent? What, what's going on there, Agent? We got a uh, lead or something, a, a clue here. on. You have a clue? We have a clue. We have a small clue. We may be going in the wrong direction. Are you familiar with Tommy Dangler? Tommy? Thomas Dangler? Yeah. Mm, no. I, let, me, let me pull it up real quick. You know, hey. Jimmy, pull up Thomas Dangler, will you please? I got a phone number for you if you can reverse engineer that. Give him the phone number. Okay. Uh, I got nothing on Thomas Dangler. The uh, the phone number, though, looks like it's uh, registered to Mark and Eloise Dangler. Okay. They got a son named Tommy? Uh, Thomas, yeah. Okay. And the phone number links to them. Uh, is can you tell me if you since you don't recognize them, what we're going looking for is maybe if they got a connection to either one of our three victims. Well, it says that uh, that Thomas is a minor. Looks like he's 16 years old. Think he may have known uh, Lauren. I don't know. Can't really ask Lauren now, can we? No, we can't. They got the address. To the same school. Yeah. Did they go to the same school? Or do you know? I don't know. I never. I never. I don't know. The Denglers, I don't know them. Can you give us your address? Sure. Let me give you that address next session. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Here we go. And I signed for it. And the mileage is, is accounted for as well. I signed out on the... Hours. They don't do miles. <laughs> and the hours are accounted for right. every time. So uh, I signed the hours that <laughs> I take it in. I assumed it would have been miles. So I signed for the hour. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Heart 20 podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us that five-star review. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com. And be sure to check out the galleries. we got a lot of really interesting stuff posted there. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast. There are ways for you to help out the show and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass full as you roll those hard 20s.